Hi there, welcome to Typical Books. I'm Lydia Peaver, and this is the podcast mirror of my YouTube show, Typical Books, where we talk about horror fiction. So, on with the show. Hi, today on Typical Books, we're going to be talking about Vampires of Lore, Traits and Modern Misconceptions by A.P. Sylvia. Vampires of Lore is a typical book, more so than many that I've covered in this channel the past few years. You may recall I started out covering predominantly um, the very extreme horror and a lot of nonfiction. So this is right in line with the beginnings of the typical books review channel. Now, A.P. Sylvia is an author that explores eerie environs in the New England area, so I could surmise that this author is from that area, which is so close to my home of Canada, and has that sort of Misty Moore feel that is hand-in-hand -hand with this sort of lore. This book is a crisp read at about 125 pages, and each chapter is sort of standalone. And I've mentioned in a previous um, video that the chapters sort of remind me of like a, a travelogue or a longer piece in a newspaper, but, and that's not a negative, I, I find that it's got a very conversational tone to it as well. So it's a lot less meaty than the more dry or lengthy um, and very thick. Um, vampire nonfiction books that are out there. Now that conversational tone is like you're having a coffee with the author and I really enjoy that because this can tend to be pretty dry or on the other hand very campy information right so the way that Sylvia approaches vampire lore in this book I find kind of refreshing. This book is right in line with the gigantic and quite famous tome Vampires by David J. Skull or the very fun uh, Vampire Nation by Arlene Russo, which covers a lot of the more real life and modern vampires, or Vampire Taxonomy, which this is a lot more closer to by Meredith Warner. Now that book sort of lives and dies within its meta narrative as a textbook for your vampire class. And I really enjoy it. It's fun. Uh, but this takes itself a lot more seriously. And the two are a visual feast. But this is told in a lot more breezy manner. Many writers will say to avoid the breezy manner, but it works here, like I said, a conversational have a coffee with A.P. Sylvia, talk about vampires kind of tone, which I really appreciate. If you've read a lot of vampire lore in the past, you may find that this is a and a comprehensive digest of a lot of those stories. If you're new to nonfiction vampires, this is a really good stepping stone because it does introduce you to a lot of the uh, pertinent lore in a, a shorter manner. One of the threads between this and the other books I've mentioned, and a lot of books, there are hundreds and hundreds of books on vampire nonfiction, is that they are usually heavily attributed. So they have a long list of bibliography. And as you'll see, this uh, has many footnotes and there is a bibliography, but it's not so dense. It will leave you with a really concise list of the top vampire tomes out there. That's one thing I really appreciated about this is that there were a few new things for me, a few new insights, and a lot of really wonderful old stories that I counted it as an excellent refresher in a very comforting package. 
I will add, if you are looking at getting into vampire lore, non-fiction vampire lore specifically, this is an excellent stepping stone. If you are, uh, if you enjoyed something like Paperbacks from Hell, which is very dense, very thick, has a lot of sidebars, Vampires by a Skull may be up your alley as well. Although it's very dense, very information driven, and although it does have so much information on vampires, it does contain a lot of the same stuff that is in here. But this, as you can see, is a much more crisp read. And I will say that I like the look of reading this. This is a beautifully designed book. Now, when you flip over to the back, you get this coffin-shaped explanation, typical back jacket copy, which I really enjoy the layout of. Laying out a back jacket is kind of tricky sometimes, but this takes all the work out of it without having to plan and plot what sort of graphic design elements you're going to include or exclude here. Let's make it a coffin shape. Then that sort of ties you into this layout, and I love the look of it. Vampire. The word immediately conjures up blood-stained fangs and aversion to sunlight, bats, garlic, and wooden stakes. These undead immortals have haunted our favorite books, television shows, and movies for decades. This exploration of a seemingly supernatural topic delves into the past traditions around the world and how those traditions have affected our pop culture modern-day monster. Much like the new adaptation of Dracula that has hit the British airwaves and is being covered by uh, Grumpy Andrew's Horror House, if I recall correctly, explore belief systems as well as origins of various notions we all seem to have about vampires and underneath the bloody dirt about this mystical creature. Discover differences and similarities between the realm of folklore and what modern media has taught us. Did villagers really use wooden stakes, garlic, and mirrors? What about vampires turning into bats or hypnotizing victims? Did they really cause disease? I love how this just accepts that vampires are real, right? <laughs> Did they turn into dogs and sleep in coffins? Topics are arranged by trait so that the reader can consider each characteristic before believing or dismissing it. So if you're ready, let's hunt some vampires. Or hunt some vampire lore, more accurately. One of my favorite sections right before the chapter on sunlight is a list of things that could predispose somebody to turning into a vampire. This sort of list changes little through the years and little from book to book. Um, although you will find that it is so very open-ended. You could turn into a vampire if you were evil in life. If you were a woman who practiced dark magic. If you lied to get money. If you were a child that died before being baptized. If you committed suicide. Those whose mothers did not eat salt during pregnancy. Those born with a call, a piece of amniotic membrane covering the head. I'm sure that those watching a horror book review channel, horror fans or vampire fans have a great idea what a call is. If you were born with a call, let me know. That's fascinating stuff to me. My grandmother was born with uh, six fingers and I thought that that was a vampire trait, but that's not listed here. That's a trait of a witch apparently in a lot of things I've read. Corpses that a cat has jumped over which is something that they guard against actively in many places. Corpses that a man has stepped over, which you will find if you watch a lot of crime, true crime detective stuff or fictional crime, there's always a man stepping over a corpse. Or that a man's shadow has fallen upon. There's a lot of man hate going right here. That's sad. Seventh son or daughter. Usually the seventh son of a seventh son is Satan, isn't it? 
or the devil, rather, the devil reborn, the son of the devil, son of Satan. Or those who are simply fated to be vampires. So that leaves the door wide open for all of us. So Vampires of Lore, I highly recommend this. Thank you so much, AP Sylvia and Schiffer Publishing, for catching up with me on my blog, contacting me and sending along this wonderful book to review. It's definitely going to have a lifelong place in my shelves, and I'm very happy to recommend it to other horror and vampire fans. So thank you so much for watching. If you have other vampire books, uh, other than the four, including this one that I mentioned here today, that you feel are the number one go-to compendium on vampire and undead lore, let me know in the comments and let me know if you've read Vampires of Lore. I know that there was one or two other people. Uh, I think Regina had received a copy of this as well, or somebody else. I'm not really sure who, but I know that this is on the reading list of other people. Perhaps Rachel at Shades of Orange. I'm really curious and I can't wait to see other reviews on this book, so I'll be hunting them once I have this posted. Thank you very much, and you have an ooky, spooky, vampiric day. If you are looking for something new to read, some insight or reviews of horror you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books, or visit me at LydiaPeaver.ca. Thank you, and have a dark, devious day.